couple of months ago, one of our students asked me how many masses I've done. I don't know, um, but I do know that it would be in the tens of thousands. Now, of those tens of thousands of masses, the one that may stand out the most to me was about 15 years ago at LifeFest. I was a vocation director and had a booth in an outdoor pavilion, which was next to sort of a carnival ride. And on the ride, something awful, awful happened that afternoon, and a teenage girl from Nina died. There were you know, hundreds of people around that area at the time, and just not knowing what to do. I was with Julianne Stans from the diocese, who's the person who will be leading our uh, Lenten parish mission this year. With her and her now husband, then fiance. What I knew to do was to pray, especially to pray for the girl who had died, and that the best form of prayer is the Mass. So I had a mass kit with me. I turned a crate over to make an altar, and the three of us sat on the ground and had mass in the midst of all these other hundreds of people around us. And we simply prayed for that young girl who had died, for her family, for all the people that had witnessed that. Just a few months ago, I uh, was talking to Julianne, and we again were recounting that mass. As Catholics, we know the power of ritual prayer. In some ways, it's ingrained in us. Other people who don't really understand the Mass ask why it's so boring when we keep doing the same thing over and over. But for those of us who have come to understand the Mass in a deeper way, we know that the reason for the repetition is ritual. It connects us to something more. It connects us to something deeper. It connects us to God. There is so much more going on at Mass than what we pay attention to. Last week in his homily, Father Kevin began our series on the Mass and the Eucharist. Today we focus on the first of five themes that Bishop Ricken gives us in his pastoral letter on the Eucharist. He picks out five out of what could be many themes to help us understand the Mass more deeply. The first theme for today is the Mass as Paschal Sacrifice. Bishop Ricken reminds us that what happens at Mass is part of a ritual that goes back thousands of years, even thousands of years before Jesus, and the original Passover during the time of Moses and Pharaoh. The first Mass, the Last Supper, was part of a Passover Seder, a special ritual meal that is celebrated by the Jewish people including Jesus and the first disciples who were Jewish. The Seder reminds 
remembers the night that the Hebrew slaves in Egypt were freed by God. Moses gave instructions to the people to prepare a meal with very specific foods, including unleavened bread and lamb. When the lambs were slaughtered that night, the blood of the lamb was taken and sprinkled over the doorposts of the houses where the Hebrews lived. And the angel of death that night went through Egypt claiming the firstborn of each household. But when it saw the blood of the lamb on the doorposts, it passed over those homes and those people were spared. That night, the slaves were freed and began their journey to the promised land. And God asked the people to mark this great event every year by the celebration of the Passover Seder. And that's what Jesus was doing at the Last Supper. The Last Supper, though, did not include lamb on the menu. Why not? St. Paul gives us the answer in 1 Corinthians 5, 7, when he says that Jesus is the lamb. He says, for our paschal lamb, Christ, has been sacrificed. We remember the story of Abraham and Isaac and how God asked Abraham to sacrifice his only son. Abraham is willing to do so, and Isaac prepares the sacrifice, asking, where is the lamb to be sacrificed? And Abraham answered, God will provide. In the end, God did not have Abraham sacrifice his son, but rather that story finds its fulfillment in God himself and his son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. At the time of the Passover, that year of Jesus' death, as the lambs were being slain for the ritual meal, the most powerful thing ever was happening. God was giving his son as the Passover lamb. And Jesus freely chose to do that. Christ Jesus became the Paschal lamb that was slain so that God's people might be freed not just from slavery in Egypt, but freed from slavery to sin and death. Jesus takes the Passover, becomes the sacrificial lamb himself, and so begins a new covenant marked by his blood. Listen for that in the Eucharistic prayer. All this and much more is going on at Mass. This ritual comes alive and leads us to the very lifeblood of God. From the Passover in Egypt, to Jesus at the Last Supper, to Jesus sacrificing his life on the cross, to this altar today. The sacrifice of the Lamb, Jesus on the cross, continues here during Mass. Jesus is present here and gives himself 
his very body and blood to us. He is the Paschal Lamb, the Paschal Sacrifice. What did John the Baptist say in today's gospel? He pointed to Jesus and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Mass is incredibly scriptural. And so right before we receive communion, we will again hear those words of John as he points to Jesus in the Eucharist and says to us, Behold the Lamb of God. Blessed are those. Blessed are we called to the supper of the Lamb. 